0: Hello, Bernadette winters Bell, your host of the podcast, From Heartache to Healing and Hope. Woo, this one's exciting. So I interviewed Carl and Jenny from the Lake Arts Project on Zoom during the pandemic. And today we're in person here in The Visionary in Mount Vision, New York. Wow, what a great conversation as a follow-up to the beautiful interview that we did hmm, maybe a little over a year ago and we can see where they are now and where they're going and how they're reimagining what they're doing and so they're in a time of transition and change and came here for uh, some respite and rest and resilience. Wow. And We're gonna have a special show here on June the 18th. We'd love to see you here. And that's evolving also. And apparently I'm going to be performing and that'll evolve. (laughs) We'll see what that'll be. We can't wait to see you all. From heartache to healing and hope, Bernadette Winters Bell saying, I hope to see you soon. Welcome, welcome. So good to see you. Lake Arts Project comes to New York State. Welcome. Here we
1: are. (laughs) Yes,
0: here you are. So, reintroduce
1: yourself to my audience because you know yourselves better than I do. Uh, I'm Jennifer Miller, uh, co-director, co-founder of Lake Arts Project, former ballet dancer, current ballet teacher, ballet master um, with Minnesota Ballet. Wonderful. And Carl?
2: Uh, Carl Van Robinau, Um also co-director and founder of Lake Arts Project. Um, same credentials as Jen, you know, a teacher, dancer, Um, I'm the Artistic Director of Minnesota Ballet currently, uh, as well as Lake Arts Project.
0: Wonderful. So you're here in upstate New York at The Visionary, which is a lovely facility. It was a church in a previous life. It's had a life for a long time. (laughs) And now it's a wonderful place for the arts to come, all different kinds of arts. And so, what brings you guys here?
1: Well, it's finally our chance to decompress and I think find a new life and a new chapter for this project. Yeah, we've been, like everybody else, through the the pandemic, kind of through the ringer, um, had some ups and downs and tough times. And so we're here to refuel and start fresh. Wonderful, wonderful. And what's your goal to be here,
0: Paul?
2: Uh, I think it's, it's mostly what Jenny's talking about is to kind of uh, decompress kind of look and t- distill again for ourselves what we are doing with Lake Arts Project. It has uh, it has a, a lifespan of its own that we never anticipated so to be able to kind of sit down and kind of distill that into uh, something that is um, very clear and concise for us I think will be really helpful. Um, we have a tendency to ha- with Lake Arts Project to be a little bit um, off the cuff we come up with ideas and then we just see where it, all of the positive energies that come into Lake our project and where it takes it mm-hmm. um, and I don't think we've really taken the time to think about what that takes out of us and I think that being able to sit back and think about that and then be able to put together some guidelines for us would be really really helpful for us to continue to, to do the work that we do.
0: You know it's interesting as you're saying that I'm thinking that when I work with people in my practice of life, loss, and grief, we often talk about the level of energies they don't have. And I say that grieving takes your emotional, your spiritual, and your physical energy, and now this is a clinical term, sucks you dry. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, if you were to come into this beautiful building and decide to repaint it and you're tired, well, you'd understand that. And the work that you do physically, tires you Mm -hmm. but we don't have a way as clear to say when we're emotionally or spiritually tired we're just Mm -hmm. like I'm tired Mm -hmm. and we don't say it's my left arm it's very tired Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so we don't identify where in our body or spirit or mind or heart this is but we know that it's there and we know it doesn't mean just a good night's sleep so the fantasy that I have is that there would be a machine a method And maybe Captain Kirk would know about this. (laughs) And I could say, scan you and say, look here, this is emotionally at low ebb tide. You need more resources in this area. So we know when our body's tired, you know, when our legs are like, I can't carry you around anymore if you don't rest me, right? But I've always wanted to have the ability because to show what's inside. Because it's hard to go in and look and to mm-hmm. say, no, honey, I can't do that today. My spirit's tired, <laughs> you know? Right. Right? But we're at a place right now in history, I think, where we're talking about mental health openly mm-hmm. and that these things are real and important. And here you are, you know, you know how to re- regroup Physically, but how do you do this and not just give it away and be creative?
2: Exactly And that's what our our entire life has been about is rebooting physically, right? Um, So yeah to be able to step back. I think that we all acknowledge um, In our profession that the the emotional difficulties that we have, Mm -hmm. but we don't Take care of it.
0: You know, that's interesting that you say that that you know when you're emotionally drained But then what do I do? Mm -hmm. So what have you learned so far, that helps.
2: I think that what, what's happened for us in the last three years, because that's, uh, unfortunately our, our tenure with Minnesota Ballet began just before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it's all kind of compressed into one big knot. Right. <laughs> um, and it's, uh, for me, it's, this is the first time I'm, I'm just saying, you know what, I do need to step back for a minute here. And there are gonna be times where things are gonna continue on without me. And I have to let that go, and trust those that are around me to be able to continue moving the ball forward, so to speak, in in a in a in a positive manner, and understand that I don't need to be there all the time, mm-hmm. um, and and take those moments because they are necessary, really necessary.
0: They're really necessary, and how hard it is to give up control because, of course, if they just do it our way, (laughs) it'll be great. (laughs) And it is the right way, of course. (coughs) Right. But then we learn what the price is for us to be the ones doing it all the time, worrying about it all the time, giving it, giving it, giving it, and then we're completely depleted. And then when someone doesn't do it the way we want, we don't have any resources to respond to it appropriately. Mm -hmm. We don't have patience. Mm -hmm. You know, perhaps we're not seeing it clearly. Right. Wow. So you want to take that step back to say, okay, You know, I talk about the pie of energy. So this is one of my fantasies and creations also. So when we're younger, we have this wide pie like this, but it's not very deep. So like a quiche kind of thing. And as we go along in life, our pie gets smaller but deeper and filled with experiences and challenges and coping skills and things that we've learned. And no matter what size that pie is, and, and what kind of pie would you want yours to be? Apple, pizza, what do you
1: want?
0: Pumpkin, perhaps? Pumpkin, you can have whatever you want. Mm-hmm. What's your pie?
2: <laughs> apple pie. <laughs> apple pie,
0: okay. No matter what size that apple or pumpkin pie is, there's all many, so many slices you're gonna get out of it, whether they're thin or, or they're deeper. And so if we were to look at it and say, of the 100% that's in the pie in any given day, how much am I giving to work? OK, give me a number. Pick a day in your mind, what number would it be? Do you give work 30%, 50%, 60%? Oof. More,
1: maybe. OK,
0: OK, okay. Yeah. say 70%. Yeah. OK. Um, and then how much do you give to the family, to one another in your family?
1: I feel, you know, what's left is 30%. You know, okay,
0: all right, so now we have work and family.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, uh, what went to taking care of the house, or food shopping, or, mm-hmm. and so far who's not on the list? Right. Right, yeah. Right. So, this follows the, the path that you were speaking of before, which is, we do, we do, and we give. And then we wonder why we got nothing left at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Well, if we gave it all out by 3 o'clock, there is nothing left, mm-hmm. you know? So one thought I've always had is to be thoughtful about the energy and how we use it. So let's say on any given day, um, you knew you were going to give more at home because the kids have a graduation or an event. And that was going to be 45%. And then there were people coming over later. So work could only be 30%, just to give it a number. Now I know you, so I know you have 30%. It's the same as anyone else's 80%. (laughs) That's a slow day. (laughs) So if you said to yourself, I'm going to give a very full 30%. Now I'm not suggesting you go in and announce it. Hello, I'm giving 30% today. (laughs) Of course not. People don't know how much we're giving. Mm -hmm. They know we're looking at them and making eye contact. You're nodding, I don't know what you're thinking about, but you're making me feel like you're paying attention. (laughs) We do those things Mm -hmm. in life, right, Mm -hmm. right. And I don't know how much you've decided to give this today, you know, energy-wise, but as long as I'm feeling validated and appreciated, I got from you what I need, and vice versa. Mm But you only gave 30 percent. So we have this idea in this society that if we everything has to be 100 percent, it's 150 on a really good day. I don't think that that's necessary or even needed. It, but what would happen is we would just open ourselves up. Okay, I'm here at work. I'm giving whatever it needs. Mm-hmm. You need something? There it is for you. Right. So we're almost always running at a deficit. Right. So if you did that with, say, food in your house, all right, just open up the pantry. What do you want? Take it. All right, let's get the freezer open. You'd run out of food pretty darn quickly. But you don't do that. You say, this is lunch or this is dinner. Right, right. So it's that kind of,
1: I know, right? I feel like you're giving us a therapy session, this is like, I needed to hear that. Thank you so much. Good.
0: Just- <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Because to me, this is so important, especially at the place you guys are at now, which is saying we need to regroup mm-hmm. and rethink. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if there's a, a project that you're working on that you say, I'd love to be a part of it. However, these people have the energy for it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to put my energy towards... The family, or another project, or something else—you are actually making the best decision possible for all the projects, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. I can get that out to a lot of people now. I love mm-hmm. my pie story. <laughs> but when we think about it, we want to do it thoughtfully, mm-hmm. right? So I've been working with the the concept of um, discovering bridges through bereavement to bless us which to me is another way to look at from heartache to healing and hope. And so bereavement is about grieving losses. So what losses have you had, say, in the last couple of years? How about
1: our lifestyles? Right. right? And we moved as well. So we uprooted our family and tried uh, to start fresh at the start of the pandemic, which had really significant challenges. Yes.
0: Absolutely. And what about for Lake Art's project? What losses or changes has been
1: there?
2: Yeah, it's been a real hiatus. Our network, yeah. our local network that
1: we were working with has been difficult to rediscover mm. in a new town.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right.
0: So we have to, find, like you said, we're going to take a look and see. Let's take a step back and say, where are we? What does this landscape look like now? Mm-hmm. So that to me is discovering the bridges through bereavement mm-hmm. to blessings. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you like what happened. So you never have to like it, and you certainly don't have to agree with it. (laughs) But honoring it is important. Mm -hmm. And to me, honoring it is like a step below accepting, because people get a little touchy about accepting. But honoring it means this is true. We're tired, we have to do this. Mm -hmm. Right, wow. So here we are, guys, and you came all the way to New York State. And what kind of, hmm, respite, regrowth,
1: are you hoping for here? Uh, new growth. I think, ah. but, um, maybe rearranging what we used to do, which was going so well mm-hmm. um, before the pandemic. And we were working with our veterans and our inner city youth. Um, and now uh, we have moved to a new location from Wisconsin to Minnesota. So we're trying to find new growth, new ideas, new networks, new communities in that area. And coming here felt like a necessary part of that to start with us. And what do we want to do from here? How do we... Um, it into words, you know, we need kind of the Lake Arts Project manual of how we Absolutely. do things step by step.
0: So, that we can bring people up to date, why don't you give me a short summary of where you were, what you were doing.
2: So uh, Lake Arts Project originally began as a, uh, um, a project to bring young artists together to have a conversation, because we were realizing as dance teachers that our students didn't know a lot about other art forms. So we were trying to create an environment for young artists to come together, create art and put on a performance. Um, What has happened is is that uh, we have grown in a completely different direction than we expected, which was, um, we were approached by the group Feast of Crispian and they work with veterans and working with them to work through the emotions and the difficulties that they have coming back into civilian life after their time in the military. Um, and what we're finding is is that we are a, a, a wonderful extension of what they work, the work that they do. Um, and so <clears throat> to be able to distill that, I think for us, is going to be really important so that we can serve them better. and. Uh, and help them with their journey even more. Um, we, we just got a, a, a video from the, one of the veterans that we worked with when we were here four years ago. And we had no idea all of the difficulties she was going through at that time. But what we had to offer her was monumental. And she didn't have the words to express what this time spent with us and uh what we offered her uh in return for her courage to share uh what she was uh, comfortable sharing with us at the time what she was going through or what she had gone through um, so to be able to recognize that i think from our end will be really helpful in expanding that reach
0: love it you know i did a, a webinar with a yoga therapist, and guiding emotions through movement. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a talk therapist, so that part I got. Mm-hmm. But it became known to me that more is needed, exactly what you're talking about. And so we, we made a, not yoga poses, because not so good at that. And we talked, I did the talking about, we were using the pandemic as the template of difficult situations. And Kelsey then showed people from a chair how to do movements. So it was accessible to anyone, Mm -hmm. whether you had limited mobility or in a wheelchair, whatever it might be. And Kelsey did it from uh, a young fit person's perspective. And I, I took the other one. And she'd say, now we're going to do this, and I'd be like, no, not so much. (laughs) But the whole point was to say, this is accessible to everyone. Then I did a meditation and she did some sound therapy. Um, And so it's another way to move it, and you never had to know what the emotion was. You didn't even have to know in your body where it was, you just knew you didn't feel right. It's like, I call it being askew, you know, you're just not quite sure. and that. It is speaking to me like what you're talking about—that mm-hmm. the work that you do can help people to move it, as my mentor would always say, up and out. You. Always to Up and out. <laughs> but it's true. When mm-hmm. it sits inside of us, it does no good. if it, it yeah. ferments and it sometimes hardens. You know and become stones inside of us. You want to get it up and out through dance or speaking or whatever it may be, right, absolutely. And you don't really have to know where it is, just that it's needed. You know, sometimes you're with friends and you start laughing and enjoying each other's company. And then later you say, I didn't know I needed that so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's like that, to yes. do that maybe more regularly, mm-hmm. putting that into play. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, yeah. absolutely. So as we talk about all these different types of ways to move emotion through, these are bridges through bereavement. So it's discovering them and finding, you know, what can I do? What can I do that I didn't think I could do? You know, and where can I go to get through to blessings, which is something that is helpful to us when we get out of our own way. That's kind of how I think about Mm -hmm. it, you know? Because it's hard as adults sometimes to be silly. We're very serious people, (laughs) we do a lot of thinking. We live up here. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I feel like my head is like a bowling ball because it's heavy and it has holes, but (laughs) 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 right, we need to lighten it. a bit Mm -hmm. wow so do you have like a bigger goal of what you could see your future like
1: or are you still discovering that how does that feel um well I think when you touch on the movement and how that is so cleansing for us and Mm. and it keeps us a little bit healthier um, emotionally and mentally I think as former dancers we can really appreciate how much that has helped our, our sanity through the years Um, and as teachers now we see that in our students as well that if you come in in a grumpy mood and then you move around and you just feel better i think that's something that we it's kind of a unique gift that we can now provide to others that might need that and whether or not they're comfortable moving themselves they can express a little bit about what they're dealing with and then we have our you know wonderful choreographers and our beautiful professional dancers and they see some Um, creation, some choreography, and they go, that's my feeling over there and it's moving around and that gives them a sense of resolve or a little bit of peace when they get to watch that outside of themselves a bit. That's pretty amazing that someone
0: would see a movement and identify fear, anger, sadness, Mm -hmm. joy with it and then somebody else would be like, really? I wasn't sure that's what I was creating, but I'm glad that that feels that way to you. Right, and that there can be, and that goes back to, you don't necessarily have to know what the feeling is, just that it can't continue to sit here. Mm-hmm. So if someone comes to class or a lesson, and they're in a grumpy mood, you don't generally announce, now we're going to work through your grumpiness, and that's the way we are do it. No, nope, let's go. Everyone out there, let's just get moving. and so. To me, what happens, or can happen, is we put a pause button, which by the way, I believe we should have been born with, but that's another (laughs) conversation, (laughs) Um, on our thought process and just move our bodies. And when we get out of our own way, so to speak, don't live here, we're just moving it through and then it happens.
2: Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that we tell our students. Because they, you know, especially the age group that I, I normally teach is, you know, they're coming. Uh, either into puberty or they're experiencing the full-blown parts of puberty and and the emotions and and the interactions with people and my body's not the same as it was just yesterday and all of these things Mm -hmm. and it can be paralyzing for them and what we as dancers have always been instructed is leave that there at the door when you walk into this space this space is for you not your problems Your problems will most likely be there when you walk back out that door but you have to do this for yourself right now and i think that that's kind of Mm -hmm. the idea here you know why we're here is is to be able to take that moment push the outer world away because it is uh we've, we've been leaders of this organization for quite a while nine years now but when you are the leader of another organization where you work with other people and they have their own ideas and the, 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 the pressure is just astounding. Yes. I, that's, the, that's the most surprising thing for my new job is the amount of pressure right. instead of just, hey we work well together, we got these great ideas, we bounce them off each other, and f- poof, you know, and, and it's not quite like that. So, to be able to push it's the outside not. world- <laughs> no, Apparently not. <laughs> so, to push the outside world away, to be able to just have our moment here, I think is going to be critical for us.
0: I think that's terrific, you know. I talk about, um, and, and people say they have trouble sleeping at night, which is turning the brain off, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And we act as if we don't have control of the brain, which we do. Um, but say for instance someone comes in for a class and you say leave your problems out here, in other words put this on pause, mm-hmm. and just move around. The moment you stop dancing the thoughts yes. come back, right? Yeah. So I teach that you keep a, <clears throat> a book, a bedside, like a black-white and notebook, date it, and write down everything that's in your brain. So you're downloading it, but mm-hmm. not digitally. I'm worried about this. we got to do this at work tomorrow. I've got to buy this at the store," you know, whatever it is. And then close the book and say, this is where you stay for tonight. Take the world and push it mm, back. Yeah. It's still going to be there tomorrow. And then when you start to go to sleep and you can't, wait a minute, oh no, I don't have to worry about the boy I kicked in third grade. I wrote that down in the book, mm-hmm. you know, when we rethink sure. of those things. Yeah. So one day I saw an article that said, how the Pope sleeps Sadly at night. I thought, well, right, interesting. <laughs> And he writes a letter to Saint Joseph, who he believes to be Jesus' father, and writes down what he's thinking of, what he's worried about, what he has to do, folds it, and puts it under a statue. Now, in my scenario, a person with red shoes that curl up like this come in and move the letter, but that's just (laughs) my hand. And I thought, if the pope can sleep soundly at night, and this is an extension of what I teach, it's just a different way to do it, Mm -hmm. another bridge, right? then this is great, it justifies what I, or validates what I do, but also now it opens it up. Like, you could close the book and say, Grandma that passed, watch this for me tonight, you know? Mm -hmm. So I went home, and my family was not quite as excited as I was about it, but my son (laughs) said, did you teach the Pope how to do that?
2: (laughs) It was very sweet, but no, Francis Mm -hmm. didn't call and
0: say, yo, Bernadette, I'm having a problem falling asleep. But if we can have these different methods, discovering these bridges, to be able to put this on pause, leave it aside, mm-hmm. especially the hormones.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> right, and, and to say, let me let me say, I'm the head of these organizations, but I need to figure out what it looks like now. And we don't, we didn't know we'd get here, right? Mm-hmm. Right, because mm-hmm. there's growth, there's change, there's a pandemic you know how more do you need than that right right <laughs> no, exactly and I think please no that's <laughs> yes, <You're> right, right. <laughs> I don't know don't do it anymore. exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so it's so exciting to take your creativity and your work and to see where it'll bring you mm-hmm. even though you couldn't have imagined you'd even be here having this discussion
2: right
0: right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. oh it's just so amazing right. Wow mm. <sighs> So an exciting
1: performance is coming up. So you're performing here? We are, that's always kind of our signature finale to our workshop. So um, we don't know what it is just yet. You know, we can't be too specific about it because it will evolve as we spend our time here and kind of go through the work that we need to do. Um, But we can say that we will be joined by extraordinary dancers. We have a couple of them coming from Milwaukee, Milwaukee Ballet. Um, so they will be kind of a shining gem in that performance. And you will be there as well. I will.
2: <laughs>
1: so it'll evolve. It will indeed.
0: Yes. OK. Tra- translation, they're going to let me know what I have to do. <laughs> Which is, apparently, I can improvise. That's, that's gonna be a problem. But how exciting to be that creative. You know, I, it's a joy for me, because I don't often get to meet people. Um, that. Can just go and do and, and, and be comfortable with that, you know. Um, so thank you. Yeah, that's it's
2: the Lakers project it is kind of like improv,
0: right? Exactly. Which is
2: incredibly, um, for most people, it's incredibly exhilarating. Mm-hmm. It can be scary, yeah, sure. but w- one of the most powerful things about it is it distills a moment in time um, in and and that's what makes it powerful. Mm-hmm and it allows the individuals who are witnessing it to experience it in their own way Mm. you know i want to talk about something we 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 met with our dear friends from fisu crispian Mm -hmm. uh bill and nancy watson and nancy talked about um something that that um i think that we're both honored to be a participant in this process that you're talking about in that They, when they first started Feast of Crispy and they, they were having pushback from the V.A. um, And it was, I think it was a lack of understanding of what they were bringing to the veterans. Mm -hmm. And it was that, you know, the, the standard procedure for helping veterans was to have them talk about it or suppress it in, varying ways, coping mechanisms, um, whether it be medical, uh, you know, taking medicines, or you know, emotional control and things of like that. But what Fisa Crispian does, and we do by extension, is is that we allow them to experience the emotion that they're afraid of. And we allow them to go through that process, and they come out on the other side. And the ones that have been comfortable talking to about about it afterwards is that and then we get a standing ovation at the end <laughs> you know so it's 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 exactly what you're talking about um, and it's 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 an amazing thing and it's it's an honor for us to be a participant in that so the improv aspect of it the improv energy of it is driven by what's happening in that moment and those veterans then are have the opportunity to experience it for for real in who they are it's not something that's very methodical.
1: And providing a safe space to do it. You know, if you come into the room or the studio and just, and express yourself, it's going to be okay. You can say whatever you want here and you might, you'll end up seeing it on stage but you won't be in trouble, you won't be arrested, you won't, you know, cause any more struggle in your life because you've expressed it. And
0: how revolutionary almost the idea is because uh, we live in a, this society culture that you want to push it down. Um, now, if we have events, traumas, losses, that we push down and push down because we don't want it to come out, we've been taught that that's not really socially acceptable. Well, we act like we're going to push it down and push it down and we've got holes at the bottom of our feet and it's just going to flow out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to be checking, but we'll go as we don't, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know? And even if you did, it wouldn't flow out. And that keeping it inside causes more pain Mm -hmm. than letting it out. That's Mm -hmm. the big secret, (laughs) Yes. right? And that letting it out can be done in a safe environment. And sometimes it's in bits, you know, it -hmm. doesn't have to be full force. You know, children are really good at that. So um, when I'm working with kids that have had losses, To me, it's like they open up a little window and say, oh, you know, Grandma died, and I'm really sad. I see Mom's sad a lot, too, and she cries. Window closed. Can we go for ice cream? (laughs) And and the parents would be like, yeah, they're okay. What they are is, I think, smarter than us, or we used to be that smart. They open it up for as long as they can, and they know when to close it. Mm. So as adults, we do what you were talking about before. We just open it up and say, okay, Mm -hmm. let's Mm -hmm. Right, so it's either open or closed. And that doesn't have to be the choice, you know? Mm -hmm. The choice can be, let's do it in bits. What feels safe, what feels good. So there can be different bridges. There can be shorter bridges, Eh, just a little span, (laughs) Mm -hmm. over a little pond, Mm -hmm. right, to whatever feels comfortable for us. Mm. Wow, so amazing. This interesting work that we're doing Mm -hmm. at the same time in different places, through different venues, yeah. but it's there, you know? Oh, I think this is so exciting. Wonderful. I'm so glad to be seeing you guys in person. Likewise. <laughs> the, you know, mm. I think the pandemic helped us to really appreciate that, you know, and yes. to say, I saw someone in person, and you didn't know you would be that excited about it. Yes. Right? Wonderful. Well, I can't wait for everyone to, hopefully, you can come and see us. Um, on June the 18th, 18th? Mm-hmm. right? It's 7 p.m. right here in Mount Vision, uh, New York. And if you can't be here in person, well, you could buy a ticket and support the visionaries' work. You could see bits of it perhaps online later, and you could visit your website or mine, which we'll have at the end. Could you tell them your website and the contact information?
2: It's lakeheartsproject.org That's that's. That's all it is. It's very simple.
0: Well, <laughs> simple is good, these days. <laughs> yes, from,
2: indeed. Facebook, forum, there
0: you go. Me too. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram. I now have a YouTube channel. Wow. Thank you, Beatrice. Very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so from heartache to healing at hope.com. And people can learn about different ways and maybe get some strength from reading about mm-hmm. it. Because when you see it, that people are doing it, ooh, Maybe I could, Yes. even if we just begin to introduce the idea that Mm -hmm. they could do it too. It'd be great, wonderful. As always, (sighs) this is terrific. Thank you all for joining us today with my special guests from the Lake Arts Project, Jenny and Carl. And this is Bernadette Wintersbell, the host of the podcast, From Heartache to Healing and Hope. See you soon.